audio. Hello again, and welcome to this edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. My name is Mark Houston, and joining me again is Dr. Bhaskar Purashottam, an interventional cardiologist with the Monument Health Heart and Vascular Institute right here in Rapid City. Uh, doctor, you've uh, you've co-authored a couple of uh, a couple of books too. It wasn't just the one, right? Yes. Um, you had the uh, the one that they uh, had referenced here was the Interventional Cardiology Principles and Practice Third Edition. Now, I'm assuming this isn't for m- me to read, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's for people in the speciality. Okay. Of, uh, physicians. Now, how much of it would I understand? I, I think you would still get a gist of it. Okay, that's you know? good. Yeah. I like uh, to think I'm, I'm somewhat intelligent, maybe, that I could get, get part I'm of it. I'm sure you're absolutely. Uh, but that has, to be, that has to be so different in your practice, um, from, from talking and lecturing and sitting with patients to sitting down with pen and paper, well, computer, obviously, yeah. and, and writing this out. Do you, do you find it enjoyable to write? Oh yeah, I love it. I think it's, uh, uh, it's 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 very interesting, and also, I think it's a reflection on how I treat my patients. Sure. When I start to write, and because uh, I I often say, you know, yeah, I went through a lot of training, you know, but the true teachers are when you actually step into practice are your patients, mm-hmm. you know, because they come up with interesting uh, scenarios, great questions, they trust you, and, and and they let you treat you, and and you see the results. Yeah. And and. In medicine, a lot of it is not explained, and we're not able to fix everything to the mark. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when I sit and write this book or this book chapter, I try to answer all these questions, and it helps me research and look into all the studies done all across the world, which therefore you know updates my knowledge and which in turn helps me implement in my actual clinical practice. Well, so, it just makes you a better doctor, uh, I would, I would think. I mean, you, yeah. ha- you have yeah. to feel that way as well. Absolutely. Um, well, in this, uh, in this podcast, uh, doctor, we want to get into uh, the complex vascular disease. Um, I think this is uh, pretty fascinating. I mean, just the subject overall, anything that has to do with the, the veins and the arteries and the capillaries in your body, um, it, it, it seems like you, you you know what they do, but boy, can they cause problems, can't they? Oh, yes. Just for us as, as humans in general, I suppose. Um, and and to have you go into this kind of field of study, um, I mean, this this is this this is it, to me is one of those uh, disciplines in, in medicine that that just you have to devote so much time to uh, in order to really understand. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. And uh, uh, you know, after I finished my three years of medical residency, and I did three years of cardiology fellowship, and I did a one year of interventional cardiology. And then finally, I spent one year just reading and mm-hmm. studying and treating vascular disease in New York. Because I think a lot of people assume when they hear vascular, they automatically think of the heart all the time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what's pumping it through yes. all of this in your body, for Correct. sure. Yeah. But what is um, just a, a complex vascular disease? You know, vascular disease is, is a lot more common, and this is referred to as anything uh, outside the heart. All the arteries in the legs, the arms, the neck, you know, mm-hmm. the head, uh, kind of just before it enters the brain. These are all considered peripheral arterial disease. And what we most commonly deal with is lower extremities, you know, anything involving both the lower extremity limbs. And, and most common presentation is, uh, uh, you know, 
if a person cannot walk too long, walks a couple of blocks and the legs start to cramp up, ache, uh, that's presentation, uh, which is commonly seen. But the most dreaded presentation, and unfortunately pretty high in number in this region, is what we call as critical limb ischemia, or the newer term is called CLTI, critical limb-threatening ischemia. It's a condition where the blood flow, which is basically the arterial mm -hmm. flow, to the legs is so poor that it's not able to heal the wound. And in fact, if there's no wound, then the person has got pain at night with the legs elevated because there's so little blood flow, it can't even push it against gravity. Uh, once you have this problem, it increases your risk of amputation. Uh, it also increases your risk of cardiovascular mortality or morbidity from it. So it is a pretty serious condition. Did you say is it common for around here, this kind of condition, or is it just common in general? You know, I would say peripheral arterial disease is uh, highly underdiagnosed, mm -hmm. uh, undertreated condition throughout the world. Uh, and I've seen it a lot more aggressive in this region uh, because a lot of my practice, almost 70% presents with critical ischemia. Usually in other parts of the country, 70% is usually the claudication, meaning it, it hurts when they walk. And 20%, 25% is critical ischemia with non-healing wounds mm -hmm. or with poor blood flow causing pain all the time. So it is more common in this region. And I've seen it uh, behave pretty aggressive, especially in our Native Americans. Okay. Yeah. So what are, uh, what are some of the common risk factors then for developing something like this or just complex vascular disease in general? I think the two most important uh, risk factors is smoking and diabetes. Mm -hmm. They automatically put you at a five to six-fold higher risk. Oh, wow. And, and, and this vascular disease uh, uh, is almost a Pandora's box because uh, it not only increases your risk of losing your limb, but also increases your risk of death. And when you look at some of the statistics, it is worse than some of the malignancies. I mean, some of the cancers. Right. So uh, if you feel like you can't walk a whole lot, or if you have ulcers, especially below your ankle, which are not healing and they're painful, um, and you don't have good blood flow down mm -hmm. there, then it's very, very important to reach out to your primary care doctor. Get some basic testing. Very, very simple testing can be done, and we can find out the problem and then start to treat. You know, one thing that I see as a common thread through all, almost all of these podcasts I've done with the Doctors from Monument, if, if, if we don't send out any other message than stop smoking, oh. I don't know <laughs> what we're trying to accomplish here. Because, boy, that does seem to play into so many problems that we have right now. Absolutely. Right? I think. Uh, and, and it seems like in, 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 in your field, too, that, yeah, this, this has to be... Just, you know, if, if you could tell anybody to do anything, just please stop that, correct? Absolutely. I think uh, uh, even if you're treated for a disease, it doesn't mean you're cured of it. Right. Now, unfortunately, uh, we're nowhere close to curing atherosclerosis or plaque buildup in the arteries in the heart or in the legs. Uh, what you can do with smoking is you can regress that significantly. So it's very important that uh, uh, it has to be drilled in every single visit. Mm hmm so what are, uh, what are, you talked a little bit of some of the symptoms for the, the lower extremities. Um, are there symptoms that you can find in other parts of the body as yeah, well? You can. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, one of the most common causes of strokes is uh, blockages in the carotid arteries. These are the arteries which run in the neck. Uh, and uh, 
patients with certain risk factors, you know, you can get an ultrasound testing to find out how bad it is. Or if you had any kind of mini strokes or, or strokes, usually these are scanned and they're picked up and they can be treated with surgery or stenting, which we do at uh, Monument mm -hmm. Health uh, in the Heart and Vascular Institute Clinic. And that is known to improve or reduce the risk of future strokes. Uh, in some patients, uh, you develop problems up in the upper extremity arteries. You can develop blockages right by your clavicular blown, and which therefore, you know, you, you result in pain or discomfort of your upper extremities. You know, every time you start to use it, it starts to ache and throb. And the other place also commonly it seems to affect is the kidney arteries. You know, remember the, the common theme for atherosclerosis, diabetes, smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So that's going to affect all the arteries. Mm -hmm. If it affects the heart, there's a good chance it'll affect the legs. There's a good chance it can affect your kidney arteries too. So getting your, uh, you know, renal function checked, which is part of the regular screening, you know, uh, or uh, if your blood pressure is not well controlled, this is something to look into. So these are some of the manifestations. So you mentioned stroke. Yep. Uh, and you mentioned a mini stroke. Correct. How, how how do you know when something like that happens? I yeah. mean, what what what's what would that feel like? Yeah. Now I use the term because I learned that from my patients. So. Okay. <laughs> so oh, there we go. <laughs> so, you know, so, so stroke is a condition where uh, you're uh, you have a sudden vascular compromise in your brain, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the most common being loss of blood flow. The other condition is where you can have a bleed, and no matter what the presentation is, I think it's important to seek early healthcare, uh, and uh, uh, based on the imaging studies, you know, uh, a mini stroke is where you actually don't see a big infarct or you don't see actual physical damage on the scans. So it is basically considered as a precursor or a condition just before the stroke. So it's more like a warning sign um, before the actual stroke develops. Now, and you're telling me that there is ways to predict whether or not you are more likely to have strokes as well? Yes, and I think uh, uh, it's the same clinical prediction model. Sure. You know, your age, mm -hmm. you know, again, going through all the risk factors. So if you smoke, you have diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, the different scoring system which says that, hey, you got a 12% a risk of developing a stroke as compared to a normal healthy individual, it's probably 1% to 2%. Mm -hmm. So once you know you have these risk factors, then, you know, you talk to your doctor and, and then you can start to treat all these underlying conditions to improve and then also perform appropriate imaging studies to see if you can pick up any of this earlier on which can be treated promptly. And so we talked obviously about smoking and how that's one of the biggest things you should yeah. you should cut out, a lifestyle change that you should make. Um, so what other would you really like to stress to your patients, doctor, the things that you, you know, if you can just do these simple things, you'll decrease your chances X amount. Uh, aside from smoking, what are some other things you like to tell your patient, though? I think healthy lifestyle. Just I think in general. Staying active. Mm -hmm. You know, try to get in at least 15, 20 minutes of some good cardio activity every day, at least five to six times a week. And, and in fact, uh, uh, once you get above the age of 50, 60, try to put a little bit of, you know, workout into it. Also mm -hmm. helps for your bones, your muscles, and your heart. Right. You know, and then trying to watch what you eat. It's very, very important, you know, uh, trying to have some portion control and, you know, and uh, trying to get on to, uh, you know, 
appropriate healthy websites like CDC or AHA or ACC, and they give you guidelines on, on what is considered healthy activity. And right. Again, before you start approaching any of this, I think it's good to talk to your uh, doctor and make sure, hey, am I safe to do yeah. this kind of strenuous activity? Uh, or they should definitely just go uh, pick up the textbook with your chapter in there. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the best way to do this. And then, then you'll learn a lot more. Uh, well, again, doctor, thank you very much for coming in to, to talk about this. Dr. Uh, Dr. Bhaskar Parashatam, interventional cardiologist with Monument Health and Heart. Uh, love to have you in. And anytime you want to come in and talk about more of this stuff, even get more specific on some things, doctor, let's absolutely do this, okay? Wonderful. But I think these have been just some really good overviews of these. Uh, we've talked about complex venous disease, complex coronary disease, and complex vascular disease. And again, what it all boils down to to me, quit smoking and go for a walk. All right? You <laughs> thank, thank you very you. much, doctor. I no, appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. You appreciate bet. It. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.